0: Today on the newscast, an important Israeli airstrike against an underground site in Syria. Plus, is the Russia nuclear threat against NATO about to increase as Finland and Sweden seek to join the alliance? Get all the breaking details next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. A very busy weekend As always, it seems, in the Middle East, and it all kicked off on Friday night, May 13th, after we already posted here on the newscast, that's when Israeli fighter jets carried out airstrikes in northwestern Syria. Now, that obviously is not a rare occurrence in and of itself. As we've reported here in the newscast many times, over the past several years, Israel has carried out hundreds of surface-to-surface missile and airstrikes against Iranian and Hezbollah targets inside Syria. So that's nothing new. But what is fascinating about this latest airstrike, again, it occurred Friday night, May 13th, is that it targeted what appeared to be sensitive underground sites in Syria. Now, according to Syrian state media, at least five, perhaps six Syrian soldiers were killed in these airstrikes after they manned uh, anti-missile defense systems, anti-aircraft systems, and tried to shoot down the Israeli missiles and fighter jets. They instead were taken out. But what was the target or targets of these Israeli airstrikes Friday night? And why is it so interesting and so potentially important to Israel's efforts to push back Iranian entrenchment at its doorstep in Syria? An organization, an Israeli firm called ImageSat International, released satellite images over the weekend saying that Israel completely destroyed this site in northwestern Syria. Now, the Times of Israel broke down this image sat international report. Again, the structures that were targeted on Friday night by the Israeli Air Force were apparently at the entrance to underground tunnels. This was in the Masayaf region in northwestern Syria. This was not the first time that this site was targeted. It was destroyed in September 2018, and then rebuilt. And apparently it was adjacent or very close to a research center where perhaps some chemical weapons were being developed. Here's more from the Times of Israel. The Masayef area is thought to be used as a base, no surprise here, for Iranian forces and pro-Iran militias. It's been repeatedly targeted in recent years, Uh, in attacks attributed to Israel. Last interesting nugget here, folks. Western officials have long associated this center that I mentioned, the Scientific Studies and Research Center, as a place where chemical arms are manufactured. According to the U.S., sarin gas was developed at the center. Of course, Syria has denied that, but uh, the site, bottom line, has been targeted many times in the past and, again, had been completely destroyed In September 2018. So clearly, a sense of urgency on the part of the Iranian regime and its allies inside Syria to rebuild the site. And secondly, a real sense of urgency on the part of Israel to destroy the site. Again, it's been targeted a few times over the years and it was rebuilt uh, by Iran. So Uh, underground tunnels, when you hear that and the Iranian regime in the same breath, you know, it's never good. So what is Iran doing in the underground tunnels? What are they they developing in this adjacent research center? Sounds like chemical weapons and, and the Assad regime as well involved in that folks. Look, Assad has a stockpile of biological and chemical weapons. That is well known. But I also think of the underground tunnels and what else is being developed down there. I think of advanced weapons. I think of advanced missiles in particular. Those hundreds of airstrikes we've mentioned that Israel has carried out over the past few years in Syria have many times targeted uh, Iran's advanced ballistic missiles, in particular precision-guided missiles, PGMs for short, that they are looking to transit through Syria into the hands of their proxy Hezbollah in southern Lebanon. Many times it's PGM parts that they will try to transit to Lebanon, and then Hezbollah can assemble the missiles when they receive them in Lebanon. Clearly a red line for Israel that they will not allow, and that is the main reason that you continue to see these airstrikes, even though Russia is there in Syria, also at Israel's doorstep, and in many ways effectively controls the skies. If it wants to, it kind of enforce its will, it could control the skies over Syria, although I believe that the Israeli Air Force is far superior to whatever Russia has in Syria right now. But nevertheless, tension's growing, as we've documented here uh, on the newscast many times over the past few weeks, past few months really, uh, between Israel and Russia. One last note here on Syria before we move on to Russian news. Those airstrikes on Friday night followed Israeli strikes in Syria on Wednesday, May 11th, two days prior, where Israel targeted pro-Iran assets right across the border in Kunetra in Syria on the Syrian side of the Golan Heights, again, right along the Israel-Syria border. Two separate strikes carried out by Israel last Wednesday. Then we had the events Friday night, which we've unpacked for you here today, No Iranian response yet that we know of, but stay tuned, folks, because things are heating up in Syria at Israel's northern doorstep. And again, we know Russia is there, and there are all sorts of prophetic implications related to that Russian presence. I'm talking, of course, about the book of Ezekiel, chapters 38 and 39, and that coming war of Gog and Magog, which we have discussed many times here on the newscast. Now, speaking of Russia some more big developments over the weekend. And again, this all kind of kicked off on Friday, Uh, Finland and now Sweden as well. They're saying they want to join NATO that now these two countries uh, border each other in Northern Europe. They're very close, obviously to Russia. Finland shares a border with Russia uh, over 800 miles long. They are threatened. This is real simple folks. Finland and Sweden, they are not currently members of NATO, but now they feel an urgency to join the alliance because, quite simply, they are threatened by Russia and its encroachment on Ukraine, its menacing of Eastern Europe and its neighbors. This is not hard to understand. So they say, hey, we need some backup. We need some support here. We can't take on Russia by ourselves. So they are now looking to join NATO. And the president of Finland delivered this message directly to Vladimir Putin in a phone call a few days ago. He said that Putin took it very calmly. He was surprised, but folks, on the inside, I can assure you, Vladimir Putin is not taking this well. And the looming, in his view, the looming threat of an expanded NATO has only increased the Russian nuclear threats. Now, the day before Finland made this announcement last Thursday, a top Russian official close to Vladimir Putin threatened, quote, a total nuclear war with NATO. And that was before the Finland-Sweden talk really went into overdrive over the weekend. So what we have here, folks, and this is not alarmism, it's fact. We have a pattern of statements from top Russian officials, from Vladimir Putin to Sergei Lavrov to what we had the other day. This has been a consistent string of statements threatening, mentioning, implying nuclear war, or at least some kind of limited use of nuclear strikes. We had the mayor of Kyiv, the capital of Ukraine, say recently that he believes Russia could use nuclear weapons against that city. Russia has a very strong arsenal of tactical battlefield nuclear weapons. They have hypersonic missiles as well, which can be nuclear equipped. They've already used those hypersonic missiles in Ukraine over the past two months. So what we have is a very troubling situation, folks, and I'm bringing it up because I don't believe that Western officials or the average man on the street even here in the West is taking this seriously enough. Again, I'm not trying to be an alarmist or sensationalistic. What I do is not brain surgery. I am closely observing what Russian leaders are saying, and I am taking them quite seriously. They continue to imply or flat-out suggest publicly that nuclear weapons and a nuclear strike is on the table, whether vis-a-vis Ukraine or NATO. This is serious. It needs to be discussed. It needs to be brought out. And the West needs to prepare accordingly. One last interesting wrinkle to mention, uh, Erdogan in Turkey, another player in that Gog-Magog invasion force, in my view, which will be aligned with Russia, although they have butted heads on things for sure, especially over the Ukraine war in recent months, Now Erdogan is saying that he does not support Finland and Sweden's goal to join NATO. Remember, folks, NATO, uh, Turkey is a NATO member. Turkey, under Recep Erdogan, though, the radical Islamist president of that country now, has become more like Nino, in my view, NATO in name only. Let's see, Erdogan has the second largest military in NATO. Could he put the brakes on Finland and Sweden potentially joining NATO, something to keep an eye on. We live in perilous times for sure, but folks, we also live in Bible times. I encourage you to remember that God Almighty is still on the throne. As all of this madness unfolds, He is in control. Put your trust in Him. Stay in prayer. Prayer works. Don't let this shake your faith because again, God is still in control. He has a plan for your life. So if you're putting it off, get to know Jesus now. Now is the time. And I thank you for joining me here as fellow watchmen and women on the wall for such a time as this. Hang in there until tomorrow. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.